bitching with Lombardo Boyard. <laughs> was that good? That was pretty good. And Todd Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's me, Todd Anderson. In. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Do you like me a little bit? Maybe like me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, brother. Hey, man, to uh, being locked down again. Yeah, closed everything. I don't know if you saw that, yeah, the governor yeah. just went on. Uh, what are you having? Uh, uh, what are you having? A little Merlot. That's Is that red wine? It. It's red wine because it's what <laughs> two o'clock. I'm going straight to going straight to straight to third gear. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, because it's Monday. Is it? It's, and you got to oh, start early on it, Monday. Is it Monday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Monday. Oh. I'm going nuts. I, like every time a week resets with Monday, I I deal with severe depression. I just don't want to start another another depressing week. It's all the same. Yeah. And then you get like, and then you look, <laughs> yeah, but, you check your emails, right? Hopeful, you know, like Ugh, nothing. <laughs> you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I forget to check sometimes. Yeah, I, it's like screw it. Why? I did two or three. Um, Self tapes, lat in the last week and a half. What a show off! So that's what I'm like. Just, I'm just like, well, am I gonna get a call back? I don't I, like. I have. I can't. Nobody's calling. Yeah. I mean, I do the work, but they're not calling. But that's fine. I mean, I know there's a lot of competition, but it, it's also it's like now to keep myself sane. Every time I do one of these things, as soon as I'm done and I've submitted it, yeah, you know, to the casting director, I say that's it. I fucking quit acting. I quit. <laughs> And I, <laughs> and I don't become an actor again until somebody else calls. But it's keeping me sane. It's like, well, you know, because if I keep calling myself an actor and I can't work, yeah. that's driving me nuts. So if I say, I'm not an actor anymore, I'm looking for something else, then uh, it keeps me slightly sane. I hear you. It's kind of like a nice surprise. It's like, oh, look, I got an audition. That's amazing. I forgot. I am a fucking mm-hmm. actor. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well... And then I can play the psychological game with myself that, oh, well, I'm not an actor, so if I get an audition, it's just a fun hobby thing that I do. It's not, it's not real. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Well, whatever matter. you're doing, it's not working because they're not calling you back. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a disaster of, of a technique. Yeah. I, I got to come up with I had, uh, my voiceover agents kept, you know, hounding me in, you know, about getting my home studio set up. And, you know, they sent me a list of the prices and I was like, God damn. Like, okay, you know, you could get cheaper versions, but if you want the good stuff, because like basically now they're saying you have to be able to record at home, you know, so that's to get that quality. It's pricey. Um, But they were really sweet. And uh, because it was a good animated series, you know, I wasn't perfect for the role, but hey, I'm going to try. It's just regular, right? Right. Excuse me. And um, but they were cool because I told I sent them an email finally just saying, hey, look, man. 
I'm trying my best. All I got right now is a mic recorder because I figured, hey, maybe we could do this. Like, uh, I'll do it on Audacity, right? And I'll send him that. Right. Um, but my the main agent called me and says, look, we're not doing it for everybody, but look, if you can't do it, you know, we'll clean up the, the booth for you and you can come in here and do it. I was like, oh, sweet. So that was really nice of them. And uh, they let me come in and, you know, it was weird. I don't know. Like I asked you before, if you've been in any buildings where there's business going on, it's trippy. <laughs> like all the COVID sides everywhere. And then like, you know, elevators are two people at a time. One sits way on one corner and it tells you stand in this corner and the other one stand in this corner. You know, that's it. It's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. I haven't been to any office buildings at all. I have not. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, no, it's and I had to take Mick to the dentist, you know, and that was a trip. You know, they shoot your uh, temperature right away. You knock on the door, they come out, they shoot your temperature, and you got to wait one person in the waiting room at a time. And then the rest of the parents, they had a spaced out in the hallway, you know, pretty much like six feet apart. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. It's totally nuts. I, yeah, I went to, I had to go to my uh, skin doctor, yeah. you know. Because I'm a ginger and uh, the sun wants to kill me. I hear you. So I have to go. Great, I have great, to go every great six man, too, by the way. The skin doctors. They're great. Oh, wait. <laughs> the skin doctors. Wait, it was the spin doctors. That's right. <laughs> One, two, melanomas yeah. who enjoy you. Ah, that sucks, know. bro. Uh, that's so I first of all, everything was good there at oh, the doctor, good. I'm saying for you. Everything was good. Oh yeah, everything was fine. He froze some things off, but I didn't have any new uh, basal cells or anything like uh, like that. But they did the same. I actually, when I went, I had to sit in my car, text them, tell them I was there, and wait in the car for them to tell me it was okay to come yeah. in. And then when I came in, they shot the they shot my head with a radiation. Did you freak out a little bit? I freaked out. I was like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> Because of course, because of course, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Of course, I was a little hungover. You know, it was like nine in the morning. You know, to drive my son to the damn dentist. But uh, yeah, so I was, I kind of freaked out because it's like, I don't know, is it gonna be high? I don't know, fuck. You know, I had, a, I had, I had that slight panic attack. It's like, shit, man, what if it's high? She doesn't let me in. Then I'm gonna flip out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. And then I went in and, you know, and everything was the same except no handshakes. That You know, that was basically yeah. it. And they were all wearing, wearing masks and I wore a mask for the most part. Although I had to take it off to look at my skin, you know, around my face. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, but yeah, they all... And like... I don't know what it is, but the, the skin doctor guy, he's like his... his uh, this is totally unrelated, but his, you know, his tech... His tech assistants, I don't know what you call him. Whoever is assistant, nurse, yeah, or fucking, whatever it is. Well, he, he's a skin doctor. She's a skin nurse. The fucking skin nurse. <laughs> the skin nurse. And every 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 time I go, like all his skin nurses are like, they're like models who nice. chose not to be models. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, if you're like a skin and beauty center that your people will be attractive. I, I guess mean, is he just sort of a, is he just a dermatologist or does he do plastic surgery too and stuff? Uh, I think he does all of it. Yeah. So that's why. He yeah. I mean, I, but, I, I mean, I the only, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, they want to work somewhere where they're going to get discounts. You know what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> I just feel I just feel weird as like an old guy who's not in great shape when the like the hot young lady says, "All right, you disrobe." 
And I'm like, I don't. Do you want to see this? You should get yeah. out of here, lady. This is. The, you don't want that. You don't want this. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's really a word for What's me. What's that little like mole? That. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his little mole. It's so cute. That's. <laughs> That's what you don't want. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want that reaction. What are you drinking there, buddy? I'm having a little hard kombucha. Nice. Yeah, the bottle looks fancy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. So, uh, what, what what are you doing creatively to keep yourself from going insane right now? Are you writing well, or anything or, or no writing painting you know, or yeah I mean you know trying to keep the kids entertained uh, uh, the in laws are here they're out in the jacuzzi right now which my kids are small enough that they still call it a pool which is cool um, so they're oh, kicking cool. it outside they went outside because they knew I was doing the podcast so they're like hey let's go outside um, but I work out the jackets you know which is that's luckily you know been a great outlet but even that. It slow slows down because you know we're waiting on shipments and material. Like everything is just slower. You know it just sucks because you don't want to make your clients wait that yeah. long. But yeah, we just yeah, took on our first true. purse. Like someone, yeah. Uh, yeah, someone gave us a Gucci purse that we're gonna just totally fix up and you know refurbish and, and bring it back to life. Um, she's paying us pretty good, so that keeps me busy. You know what I mean? Because it's like all right, when I feel like okay, I, well, let me work on this and I have something to do. You know, let me finish this. Right, you do, right, You right. get anxious, right? You go crazy. You know, it's like, yeah, we're actors. I can't. Yeah, act. yeah. I am. I am working though. I got a job by uh, Greg Grumberg, my boy. Woohoo! So remember that thing we were supposed. Oh to right, see? you're doing the web series. And again, again, it's like almost. It's like the same thing as last time, because the last time we got the bad news again. Remember, I was like, he hasn't called me. I don't know if we're gonna shoot, or maybe they just. I was like, shit. Maybe they just stopped it because they just shut everything down. And of course, the governor just announced again today that everything is shut down. <laughs> and I'm supposed to shoot next Monday. Right, right. Today, so we'll see. We'll see. Do they officially shut down productions again? Is that what happened? Uh, I, I don't I, even know. I don't know. And, like, and, and he said it's going to be like one camera, one DP only, sound, one sound guy, and you know, very no, no makeup, hair and makeup. He's like, come camera ready. The scene that he wrote is brilliant. You know, the one actor is inside the car, the other one's out. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You know, it's, I haven't worked during this thing. So it's eight pages. Right. Uh, cool little short. You know, again, it's an online thing. So they already have an audience. So it's, I'm excited about it and nervous, of course, because it's been so long. I'm like, man, eight pages. It's all me yeah. pretty much. And, you know, and this girl. And it's a, you know, it's a great, great little short. But of course, you know. The insecure actor goes, oh, shit, it's been so long. I don't know, man. I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> that always uh, It doesn't matter how long it's been. Like, I just get nervous when I'm walking into a new job. Always. That's it. Always. Yeah, and you're probably like me. I always show up early to see what I'm getting into. You know what I mean? Because, like, I made that mistake uh-huh. of, like, being, uh-huh. being surprised, and it's not fun sometimes. Go, like, oh, shit, fuck. You know, you walk into a fucking thunderstorm, you know, you, you, know, you get those first ADs that are fucking just psycho stressed, you know, like, ah. it's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was on Twitter this morning and 
The director, Lexi Alexander. Do you know who that lady is? I don't know. Uh -uh. She's a she's a, a film and TV director and like a martial arts champion and all this stuff. Uh, she directed the Punisher War Zone that last. Uh, oh yeah, I Punisher love that. Movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a fun one. But she was uh, like some movie. I can't remember what it was. Like I love that movie, movie but you know, since we are film guys, I have to say that it was a little rip off of the Raid Redemption. You know, if you saw that, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Well, no, that was Raid Redemption came after Punisher Warzone. You're thinking of Dread, yeah? The movie that's Dread with I'm Carl Urban. Of. You're right. That's the one. Yeah, that one. That, but like, honestly, they were being made at the same time, so uh. I don't know. I don't know if it's a ripoff. It could just be that coincidence of great minds thinking alike or something. I really like Dread too, and the Raid. But anyway, yeah, I she's like complaining because. Yeah, so she was complaining because some movie that, like, production was paused, that it came back, uh, but they said, you know, we're not going to do any location shooting, we're just going to keep this all on sound stages. So we're building all the sets on sound stages, and she was like, why? It should be the opposite. It, it should be all location shooting, all outdoors, outdoors whenever possible, and it shouldn't all be taken indoors, because... Stages notoriously don't have great ventilation. So often the the air conditioners are shut down because of sound. It's just a it's a static indoor environment that doesn't have a lot of filtration. So why are we shooting our movies in the sound stages as opposed to actually outside on location? And I was like, that's a good solid point. I just I don't like. There's so much of this. Like schools reopening everything. That like. Well, and I guess LAUSD just said they're not reopening schools in the fall. Did you hear about that? That is right. That happened also. Damn today or yeah. You know all the moms. You know my my wife is on like a mom mass text thing. You know, <laughs> and they uh, of course like the phones were fucking chirping early today. Like beep 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 beep. beep. Oh my god! Did you hear? Oh no school. Blah, blah, blah. Which none of our friends were going to send their kids to school anyway, you know, but. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm curious what they'll do in Ventura County because Ventura is, uh, you know, they're, they, they tend to do what the president says. It's true. I don't know, man. So, Are you, what are you guys going to so we'll do? See. I mean, does uh, Hillary well, know I mean, if she's going back yet or she's online or she's just prepping for everything? Well, no. Hill schools in LA County, so she's she's not. She'll be distance learning, which which like uh, there's a whole new problem for us. As I was telling you before we started, we have a lot of like if we split the Wi-Fi, you know, yeah. as we've talked before on this podcast, then it screws it screws stuff up. And as it is, you know, our connection doesn't work great anyway. So I don't know what to do. I mean, we're gonna have to. I don't, I don't I bolster the signal somehow. I don't know if Spectrum can do that or we can add more power to our Wi-Fi signal. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure some tech, I'm sure some techie listeners laughing at us right now. But yeah, but you have like Wi-Fi boosters, right? Can't you buy one of those? Like you can get something that it's kind of like a. a I a, had a, a yeah yeah. But the, but like a, a decent booster costs a thousand dollars plus installation. So, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna call Spectrum and see if there's something they can do first before. But I'm gonna have to spend the money because if she's 
at home doing everything on video. I mean, yeah, by I the way, be able to do anything. Did you get the new modem? Because they just sent us a box and they were like, hey, you need to switch this like by, what was it, July 6th? July, July 4th. By July 4th, you need to switch it or you're going to have problems. So I don't know if you got that or not. We got an, They sent us a box with a new modem and everything and uh, we had to change it out. They told us, if you don't change it by July 4th, you are going to have problems. So if you didn't get that, that might be it. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I'll call them and ask them. Yeah, I mean, they literally, I got, I, got, I got a text one day saying, hey, you're getting a delivery from Spectrum. And it came the next day and it was like a whole new modem with instructions, how to switch it out and, and everything. And letters and letters. And yeah, and they, they keep getting, they kept hounding you like, hey, man, if you don't do it, you, your Wi-Fi's going to fuck up. Like, <laughs> like every day. And we, they just made us keep, and of course we did it like on July 3rd, you know. <laughs> And oh, like, yeah, the, I think we did it on, actually, we did it on the fourth. And luckily, our friend Lola, who came over, who's awesome, who just loves stuff like that, jumped in and did it for us because I hate that crap. I was like stressing it. I was like, so yeah, basically, Spectrum can make me feel lazier and lazier every day. I was like, shut up, I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to re enter your Wi Fi password into literally everything? That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing that sucks. And thank God my wife rocks at that and just knocked it out and literally i think she after we did hooked it up and everything we had problems connecting and literally she called spectrum the girl was really cool and just kind of connected everything like i don't even think we had to like put in the new wi-fi she's like all right I she, got goes, you. she goes no we had like oh okay let me like sign you back in I'm like, yeah she just so like much. signed us back in and like everyone was on i'm like cool Oh, really? Oh, okay. oh that's cool. All right. Well, can she come over to mine? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, you got to go over to Todd's, babe, with a mask, everything full biohazard gear to go hook up. We'll wait, out. we'll wait outside while she, we'll wait outside while she does it all. I, I, just, I don't want to do it. What's that? No, go ahead. My wife's interrupting. What'd you hey, say? We're, we're working here. What did you say, babe? No, tell me what. No, I'll go over in a hazmat suit. See, thanks, babe. That was hilarious. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Don't be mean. So she, you can't do tech without her. You got to be nice to her. Laugh it out with her jokes. Damn it. I pretty much can do anything without her. So yeah, she knows, and she thinks I'm funny, which is a bonus. <laughs> That is a bonus. That is a bonus. Is a bonus. My wife yeah. thinks I'm meh. Yeah. As far as well, I mean, you know, just, eh, I'm, uh, sometimes. Well, you know, you guys, after years, I mean, yeah, she thinks I'm funny, but you, I agree. You know, it's it's rare when I really make her laugh hard. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, she's like pretty much heard our shtick. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the thing. And my wife always knows, my wife always knows because, like, she says, my, I, my voice does a thing where I sort of ramp up. And she knows I'm about to like do a bit. Like she knows it's coming. <laughs> That's awesome. And then so of course she, she's like, oh, she, we're she gonna do it. Here comes a bit. <laughs> does the eye roll? Hush. Here comes a bit. <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun. Oh, it's interesting good. now. My my wife now. The funny thing is, we've been together so long, and and literally we spend like. A lot of time together like you know when Hillary was working at least she would go to work but like me and my wife are together all the time 
So now when we hang out with people, right. it's right. like the, the the funny thing is like she'll finish my bits for me. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> She's heard it so much, and she'll just jump yeah. in and, and kill it and hit the punchline or just kill, like finish the story. And I'm like, Ah! Really? <laughs> That sucks. That's like when I, I was in junior high school, you know, and I would say something to, to my friend next to me, like a joke, yeah. and then that he would think it was funny, and then he'd say it out loud to the whole class, and they'd all crack up, and I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> that was that was my it. joke. You just stole it, and you... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the right, the right thing to do would have been like, hey, that's hilarious, Todd. Why don't you tell the rest of the class? Say that to everybody, but no, he didn't. I, you know, it's just, but you, but you got to be careful because if you, if you do that out loud, if you just go out loud for the whole class right at first, then what if it tanks? What if it doesn't work? I mean, that's embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. I remember. So, when I, was in, I mean, I would. I was in El Paso in elementary school, and literally first grade, uh, I came from Los Angeles, went back to El Paso, and I remember first grade, and we became good friends after, but my friend Matt Copey, literally when the teacher is introducing me to the class, pantses me in front of everybody. It just pulls my pants down. <laughs> 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 That's fucked up. Yeah, he just pantsed you, right? Pulled down my. Chin. I don't. Oh, I don't think my underwear. I don't think my underwear went down, but definitely, you know, they saw my underwear and, and right in front of everybody. And, and it was funny because the teacher just told Matt, "Go sit down." It wasn't like go to the principal's office or nothing. And the funny thing is, I don't remember being that like shocked or embarrassed. Or I was just. I think I thought it was funny because we ended up being really good friends. Like, you know? <laughs> oh well. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's nice. I mean, I don't, I never got pantsed by anybody, so I don't know how I would feel. I don't know if I'd be friends with somebody who pantsed me. Yeah, it was cool. I, I mean, I literally, again, I'm going, I'm there. It's my first day in a new school. And you would think I would have been destroyed, but I was just like, yeah. Again, maybe just because I had so much dysfunction already in my life that I was just like, this is nothing. You should see my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's way worse at home. Pants me all you want. Here, I'll take them down for you. Exactly. <laughs> just let me, just let me not go home. I just don't want to go home. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Are you it's happy good. that you're not uh, packing up your house and moving to back to El Paso? Uh yes, for now. But I mean, it's you know, it's always in the back of my mind still. I mean, things are not getting better. So, I mean, I, I have five months now. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, one month is gone. And I still sent in a thousand bucks, you know, because like I can send something. You know, they say if you can send something, send something. So I threw something at it. But, you know, still, that's all I keep thinking. All right, five months. You know? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got, I, I mean, I'm lucky because Hill, Hill's got a steady paycheck well not during the summer because she's a teacher but the rest of the year so we have that you know but it's still it's so expensive in socal if i'm not making money eventually it's it's going to become untenable yeah i I think about i I do fantasize about going somewhere where it's cheaper where we could actually live off a teacher's salary and i'll just be the house 
husband. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, and still, I mean, if it's worth it, you still put stuff on tape. If it's worth the flight, you know, whatever. But hey, screw it. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I, yeah. I mean, the one thing that, that, that not working that much in the last couple of years has taught me is it's, it's not the not working that bothers me so much as the not getting paychecks. Like, that's what I found out about myself. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I got into acting and came out here and chased a dream and there was so much passion involved. But now that I'm pushing 50, you know, and, you know, and my stomach hurts all the time because of nervousness and, you know, anxiety, I'm sort of like, well, it'd be cool to not work. It'd be cool to just have a shitload of money and not work. Yeah, dude, I told you, I tried, like, I, I tried, I, I called SAG, man. I was like, can I retire now? They were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's why I'm like, I don't understand why people like Al Pacino work so much. It's like, just sit down. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, wait a minute. Let's, let's bitch about I get this. Rick. So my mother-in-law told me just right on that okay. topic that, that Robert De Niro just put out this thing that he's broke. He's going broke. Literally, like he's, he's tapped out. And one of the things that they mentioned is that one of his ex-wives... Uh, bank accounts, like credit card bank accounts, is going to have to go from a hundred thousand a month to fifty thousand dollars a month. It's like, what the fuck? Like, dude, stop! Like, that's how tapped out. How is how is that broke? How is yeah. that broke? That's what I'm saying. Like, literally, he's crying because he has to pull back, and his spoiled ass ex wives wives only get fifty grand a month now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he. He still owes me ten grand. Robert De Niro owes me ten grand because he went on uh, social media or whatever, or in an interview, he said, "I'll give ten thousand dollars to anybody who could tell me, you know, what good vaccines have done, or something like that, or are vaccines effective." Anyone ten thousand, whatever it was, and I just wrote wrote to him polio. It's just a one word answer, which is correct. <laughs> we wouldn't have yeah. eradicated polio without vaccines. So where's my ten grand, De Niro? Where he is it? Pay, he can't put pay it on bro. your ex-wife's credit card. His ex-wife would have to go to 40, 40, but 40, this, forty grand a month. I mean, that's you can't live on forty grand a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I remember oh, years ago hearing God. that he could. I remember years ago hearing that he couldn't do a movie for less. This is years ago. He couldn't do a movie for less than twelve million because that's what he needed to cover his egg, like all his expenses and everything. It's like fuck. How do you get there? That's nuts. Yeah, and and if he's if that's true, and he only does twelve, like he's done so many shitty movies. Did he get paid twelve million dollars for all his straight to video garbage that he does? What a great life. I mean, you don't like your movies are shit. Nobody cares. They just go straight to streaming services or video or whatever. You don't have to worry about what the critics think. It's you just you make a shitty movie, you get $12 million and nobody really notices you remain a legend because nobody watches your dumb things that, you know, 
in any English-speaking country, I guess. I mean, I don't know how these things make money. All these straight-to-video guys, you know, Nick Cage. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. De Niro. Snipe. It's just, I mean, uh, they, 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 they got make millions they, of dollars they, making these movies. Well, like, I think you nailed it because, again, like, people still, I would think, around, you know, the world think that America is, you know, for film and stuff. Like, those are the stars, right? They're huge. And so, you know, you put De Niro in something and they're going to they're gonna buy it or they're going to watch it. You know, it's like they just, he's an icon. And, you know, regardless of if it's crap or not, to them, they're like, I have to watch it. It's Robert De Niro, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, there are people who are they're, they're they're completists and apologists and all that. I remember, I mean, I know names sell things. I still don't understand why names sell things because if you look at you know like De Niro's a great example. You look at his track record. You know, everybody always thinks about Taxi Driver and The Godfather Part Two and Deer Hunter and shit like that. That was a long time ago. You got to go to his more recent last ten movies and really look at those titles and be like huh why why am i still wanting to see everything this fucking guy does it's like and you know i i freely admit i have my steven seagal problem there's a steven seagal movie that comes out i, I gotta see it just because i'm fascinated at what him and his dracula hair and his beer belly are gonna do to thwart, <laughs> to thwart the bad guys <laughs> you know, so I, I mean, I understand if you have like an obsession with somebody like that. I mean, I, I, I get it. But the numbers are too large for everyone to be like the way I am with Seagal with Robert De Niro. That's all, it's just it's just bizarre to me. How 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 do you become a brand like that? Like, I can't get past like a thousand followers on Twitter. What is it people do to get so popular? Like, how do they do that? Uh, dude, it's it's a lot of work, you know, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we're just fucking lazy, Todd. I don't know, man. Maybe we just don't work it up. But also, too, like, it's hard for me, and you probably have the same problem. It's the same thing where it's the same reason I'm not friends with casting directors, and I don't try to make relationships with casting directors because I feel like I'm begging. You know what I mean? And, like, it's the same thing with asking, right. like, on Twitter. When people ask me on Twitter, dude, you got to work on more followers. You know, my sister, Lisa, has been getting on me to build our Instagram account for our jacket business. See, now like that, for some reason, I can kind of justify more because they're like, hey, it's my business. You know what I mean? I have to sell these jackets. I have to put that out there. But when it's me, I just feel like, please like me. Please hire me. Come on. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's hard for me. Yeah, to I know what you mean. Like when it, when. I, like when I first started, there was so much talk about you got to network and you got to go to the get yourself invited to cocktail parties and go to seminars. You know, you pay money or you go take a, a workshop with a casting director to get in with the. And like, I, I just found all of that exhausting for that very reason that you're talking about. Like, it never feels genuine. Like, I don't want to go out and create some kind of friendship or ask someone out to dinner or drinks so I can get in with them. Yeah. You know? Like, the, I'll put it to, to you like this. If I, met some, if, if I met somebody out and we just clicked and started getting along and then I found out afterwards that they were a casting director, you know, that, that would feel genuine to me. You know what I mean? But when I already know you're a casting yeah. director and I'm a, and I'm an actor, there's no way to hide that. And I and I'll admit it, even from me. You know what I mean? It's like I know, and I, I'll get even more awkward because everything I feel I'm saying is like, oh, you think I'm trying to kiss your ass? You think I want a job? You know? What I mean? <laughs> and it's tough. Right. Right. 
Right. I actually, when I first got out here, you know, before I had an agent or a union card or anything, you know, my dad knew a guy. They worked together at IBM for a while. Yeah. And he knew that this guy's daughter, who I'd never met before, uh, was a casting director's assistant. Like she just started as an assistant for a casting director. And he's like, I should set you guys up with a meeting. And I was like, you know, it was my dad. So I was like, oh, okay, dad, that'd be great. Thanks, man. But it, like the whole idea of calling her, cold calling her and saying, yeah, my dad knows your dad. Do you want to help me get a job? You know, like that, that whole that whole thing yeah. like felt weird. Which is, fu- but which is I funny did, because I like, did it. If, if it was any other industry, that'd be perfectly acceptable, right? Like, hey, if your dad worked for the electric company. Sure. And, you know, there's no problem. Hey, man, hey, my dad, hey, hook it up. But because you're selling yourself, that's what makes it weird. You know, it's like, ugh. Right. Right, it feels weird, and then, and and she was cool about it too. You know, when I called her and we talked, but then, you know, we set up a time to just hang out, and it turned out that she went to high school with my roommate, just coincidentally. So that made it easier to have a like friendship with her because we already. So we turns out we had mutual friends, so that worked out. But that doesn't happen very often. So, like, forcing a, a friendship, forcing a relationship, a social relationship for business reasons has never felt felt right to me. But because of those coincidences, it did lead to me getting my first theatrical job through her and her boss. So, eh, I guess it oh. does work. No, there you go. I just feel stupid doing it. I know it's just it's so awkward. But it, like I said, in, in your case, it was like your dad knew her her dad, so that, it's cool. You know what I mean? But it's just I don't know. I just feel too fake. You know, like I said, because I already know they're a casting director. Yeah. You know? It's like I can't do it. Well, and you, know, and you know, like you know, when you're in in the waiting room and and there are other actors in the casting director. I mean, you know those actors who are doing that. They like they immediately have this overly happy social thing they're doing with the casting director trying to be personable and human and hey what's up and hey how's it going I mean I've seen people do that with directors and stuff and it, it it's this weird form of kissing ass that I just I <laughs> you know if I'm gonna kiss ass just let me I'll just kiss your ass let's just do that I'll tell you how great you are but like trying to slip it into uh, a trusting friendship. I don't know. It's just, I never liked it. Never. No, I, I know what you're saying. Cause for me, even like I, I, there's this one particular audition that I remember where I was, I was in a hurry, you know, and this actor went in before me and it's one of those rooms that we've talked about before where you could hear the actor, hear everything. Right. And they're just chatting away, dude, just blah, blah, blah. Casting director's laughing. He's talking. And I'm sitting there like, dude, like, can you get to the audition? Like, I got to go. Like, I'm next. Like, and just, dude, literally, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. They must have talked for like a, a half hour and I'm probably being nice, but I just remember being so like, come on. Like, it, like the casting director, like, really? You like this guy that much? Like, can you just think of the other actors in the waiting room? Like, God, like, <laughs> you know, and then finally. So he comes out and then I go in and literally I'm like, God, that guy liked to, like to talk, huh? Thinking I'll get a laugh or something. Then they look at me and like, no, 
that's just who he is. Like, they were mad at me that I made a comment. <laughs> I was like, God, I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah. I've been waiting out there. It's been a half hour. Like, you know, and I hear you guys just yeah. chatting away. And I'm just out there waiting. I'm a 45-year-old man at the time, probably. Like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I have stuff to do. Like, you're messing with my time. Just because. And I listen, and I heard the stories. They weren't that fucking interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and if you hear the jokes they're telling that people are cracking up at, you're like, really? That's what you think is funny? People just get, it's weird. Did I, have I told on this show the story of testing for arrested development? Did I tell you that story I, I on here? Think, I think so. Is that the one where it went away? Or well, what? just, well, like, I got, I got the, you know, I passed the studio test, and this is a network test for Arrested Development. So it was, the, it was Fox, right? Yeah. So I'm over there waiting outside, and the two people who are testing are me and French Stewart. Yep. You know that guy, right? Oh, yeah. I know exactly who is. So we're si- <clears throat> and we're both testing for the part of Job, which is the part that ultimately went to Will Arnett, who wasn't there when we were testing. Uh, but so – French Stewart didn't get it either, but when he I he went in first, and outside the room, all I could hear were gales of laughter. Like that went on. It went on. You know, it's a five minute audition. Went on for twenty minutes. Just he's fucking killing in this room, and I'm like, wow, that's a warm room. French Stewart just walked in and just murders them, <laughs> and he comes out, and they call me in. I walk in the door, and I could tell right away I'm fucked. So quiet, so uncomfortable, nobody wanted to hear me speak. It was so weird. They went from, we love French Stewart, to who's this fucking asshole, we hate him. Like, in an instant. And that, and then I was just, it was a long ass audition no, for, for me, and I was probably only for in you, for you, for you, For you people listening, yeah, that's nothing worse than like, like you said, you know you're a dead man walking the second you walk in the room. And, like, it's, it's you know, when you've done it so long, it's just... And you still have to perform. <laughs> you still have to yeah. go for it. It's Yeah, sucks, you got to do yeah, your... You got to do your give us, You know, credit, because, like, I, I don't think anybody has, you know, more balls. And of course, yes, you might get your ass kicked, whatever, but fuck you, man. Try being an actor for 25 years and deal with the shit that we deal with. And you know it's not getting better, and and yeah, when the the odds are stacked against you, literally, right? Like you said, you walk in the room and you know, you ain't getting this job. Like that dude is getting it, and you're yeah. just the one that's supposed to. Like they're like, oh wait, we have to watch this guy, and you still have to give it your fucking all. Fuck it. Yeah, well, it's like it's what they always say about stand-up is you haven't, you're not a professional stand-up comedian until you've done your whole act with full confidence while bombing, and that's like yeah. sort of what you have to do in that situation. You got to go ahead. Well, you can't just go. I mean, in part of me wishes I had the balls to get, but you know, there's relationships involved. So I walk in, and like even though the room is cold. It becomes immediately about me doing the best job I can so the casting director sees that yeah, and knows that I, I was doing everything I can to make her look good uh, as much as I was trying to make myself look good, even though I was pushing a boulder up a mountain because these fucking people hated me the minute I walked through the door. Um, and yeah, I just... 
she she literally called that night to apologize. She's like, I have no idea what happened and why they were so horrible to you. But the minute you walked through the door, yeah, they, I missed they it. I missed it. I, mean, I was like, I know. That's so weird. Yeah, I missed that part. You got a little max headroom on me. So she called you to apologize and said, like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. She was just uh, very sorry that it went the way it went, and she totally understood. She says it's like it wasn't you; it was them. And I was like, well, that's nice to hear. Thank you. Although it w- I would have rather gotten a call telling me my life was going to fucking change, but yeah, that's nice too. Yeah, I hear you. But well, yeah, like you was, know, I've said before, was, like the the last test I did for the big gig, it's like you know, it's so obvious, and like, and I almost laughed to tell you before, but literally, like. There was three of us, and like they had two of us going to get coaching, and one guy didn't get coaching. So who do you think they wanted? <laughs> and it's like, and we still, <laughs> and we still had to go in and knock it out. You know, it's like fuck. Same thing. Like he went in first, of course, and crushed it. And I was number two. Went in there, and you're just like, yeah. They're just like, uh. I think I remember one guy literally going like, "What is he saying?" In the middle of it, like producers. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Jesus Christ. that's horrible yeah I've had like back I haven't tested in years but back when that happened I found that whole process really nerve wracking and then so because you because if people don't know like it's it's sort of there's an initial you could you could potentially have a pre-read with the casting director if the casting director doesn't know you and the casting director likes you then the casting director calls you in for a producer session so you audition for the show creators and if they like you then they bring you into a studio test so then you're auditioning for all the studio executives and then if they like you and pass you on that then you go to the network executive so it's this, this whole process and then sometimes quite often in between the studio and the network test they want to get together and have one of these coaching rehearsal sessions where you go and you do what you do and then they they nitpick it down to every fucking line and then and then I always walked out of those going now I just feel stilted I don't I don't I don't feel like I have any idea how no, I you're, abs- do that. you're absolutely but right but then eventually it's, it's never comfortable they always like because you feel like, okay, I'm testing. Like, you obviously like what I'm doing. So what, okay, you're going to coach what? Like, I, I beat out everybody else. Like, I'm here for the job. And, like, it's almost like they want to come in and, like, say, hey, look, you're not going to get the job, but let's, let's, let's just try to make it the best uh, second place we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But then it's like... Then it's like, then what what you're doing is you're wasting my time. Like, don't, like, if 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 you need to nitpick my performance for an audition, because that's all it is. It's a network test. There's a lot riding on it. It feels weird because before the studio test, you sign all these contracts and there's all this fake money floating around. That, that would change your life. You know, it's like, it's 60 grand for the pilot and 30 grand for every app. Like, it's a big deal. You know, so you see those numbers and it, it's, it makes you even more nervous, even though the numbers aren't real because you haven't actually booked the job. You just had to sign the contracts before you had to. It, it, it's, it's so weird and such a ludicrous thing, but I would just rather, you know what? Just have me do the audition. The same, whatever it was that you liked in the beginning shouldn't need to be nitpicked to that degree to have me do the same audition again. And then once we're on set, then you can give me fucking notes and I'll adjust. It's it's a different scenario. Yeah. 
It's again, of course, a lot of it is all about power play, right? And like, yeah, we have talked this, about this before. Sorry, listeners, but you probably didn't listen to the last fucking episode or when we, when we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, actually, shout out to my niece, Anne Marie. I just remember, dude, she sent me really sweet texts. Like, she's been checking in a lot and it's, it's pretty cool. She's like the only one of all of them because I'm crazy, Uncle. I'll admit it. But she's been checking in and then it was really sweet. She goes, no, I just feel like, you know, I know what's going on in your life because I actually listen to your podcast every week. I was like, what? I was like, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So say hi to Anne-Marie, Todd. So yeah, she's dope, dude. And she's like, she goes, I know I'm biased. She goes, I know I'm biased, but it's it's really entertaining. And I was like, oh, cool, man. That's awesome. Like she literally Aww. sits at work and like listens to our podcast like every week. Oh, that's cool. Anne-Marie, yeah. that, is that yeah. her? Uh-huh. Anne-Marie Placencia. Oh, that's Hi, Anne-Marie. Hi, Anne-Marie. Thanks for listening. That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and it's, it is interesting when uh, people find this stuff interesting, but I, I you know, I, I guess a lot of people don't really realize oh, how this yeah, sausage back to, is Yeah, sorry, I got off topic because the wine was hitting me, but yeah, back to power play, right, with producers. That's all it is, like the network, everything. Everyone's just, no, I'm in charge. I have power. So let them come before me. You know, everyone's justifying their job right. and everyone's right. got to throw in a note. And literally, if you think about it, the coaching, right? Because it's always the producers that coach you guys. It's not the studio guys or the network guys. It's the producers that want to get the show on the air. And they're literally trying to tell you, look, this is what these idiots like. So just do that and you'll get the job. <laughs> right. 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 And I guess like because I, I tested a lot when I was younger um, and I, I think I was more resistant to that because it, 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 it was, it's not even an ego thing of I've, I want my way and your way is wrong. It's just more like the organic element of getting in front of people and doing the audition is better for me if, if, if it's just my energy. Like I could take notes but when you're breaking down every single line in a 15 page audition it just it it becomes overwhelming i mean it's like i i did a show i did a kid's show once and it, it, the whole thing was a disaster because you know we went in i booked the job did the table read after the table read the network decided this fucking th script sucks they wanted the whole thing was scrapped rewritten overnight so when we got back the next day I had the same, my character had the same name, but it was completely different. N nothing was the same, except for character names. So, like, everything I'd auditioned with that got me the job was out the window. So now I was, I had to start, and, and they, they made the, they made the character less funny in the rewrites, my character, and then it just, it, like, so much of it came down to me not fucking up uh, uh, when they were in rehearsals. And a producer actually took me aside uh, for, during lunch, like before I went to get my fucking lunch, he's like, yeah, I just want to give you some notes real quick. Like during my lunch break, my, I was on break and yeah. he was putting out like, I, I felt like I could have been a dick and been like, no, I'm going to do lunch and then we'll do this after lunch. How about that? But you know, I didn't want to fucking rock the boat. So I was like, okay. And then he literally gave me line readings, like line readings on every single line. And I like dutifully wrote them down. But then the rest of the week, was a nightmare because I'm like struggling with these 
these micromanaged notes on my performance, which I'm not having any fun doing it. I'm trying to hit my marks and say things, like hit marks with my words as well as with my feet. And it was just like, by the end of the week, I was a stress case. They didn't like me. I didn't like them. I was just like, all right, see you later. Thanks for the opportunity. But that's just not, that's just not how, that's not how you should deal with actors and acting if you're on the other side of the table. No, you're absolutely right. My, the the thing is, look, they hired you to do a certain fucking job and then they changed the job on you. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You love me because you wrote this and then why are you going to completely scrap that and throw something else at me and then you're like, I don't know. Yeah, because it's not the same. It is like, you changed it. Like I did one too where, you know, they just overthink everything on a pilot. Like, because they wanted to go on air. So if you have four executive producers that are writers, oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like after every line, you're gonna get, nah, I don't like it, I don't like it. I mean, they, they should just leave, get the hell out of there, and just watch the rehearsal at the end of the week. You know what I'm saying? Let us work on it the whole week and then let us show you yep. what we've created instead of you nitpicking it every fucking half hour, like, ah, eh, changing it. And I did the same thing where they, changed it so much by the time we shot they had gone completely full circle and went back to the same shit <laughs> in the beginning oh, like yeah. they put us through yeah. they put us through hell and tried everything and then said no nah, let's just do what we had in the beginning and we're like fuck you <laughs> yeah that's literally every commercial i've ever worked on that's what happens you get yeah. it in the first two takes, and then you have to do 40 more takes, and by the end, they just have you do what you did the first two times again, and then they're happy, and then they wind up using the first takes anyway when you refresh, and it was actually funny. Well, it's, again, because everyone has, to I just, one direct- everyone has to justify their job, right? It's like, we can't make it that easy, because yeah. then everyone, yeah. will, everyone will know that we don't need this much money, that we don't need this many people, <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. I had one commercial director. He was awesome. He came up to me. I did two takes, you know, the beginning of the day. And he came up to me after the two takes and he's like, so that was it. That's what we're going to use. But we're going to have to do another hundred takes in various different setups for them. But I just want you to know. You can relax and do whatever because we already got it. <laughs> like, sort of, like that's what he told me. And then they, see, that, that is that's so was. cool. Like, that is so these... awesome that he. That's great that he did that though because now you're not gonna feel like an actor that's not getting it right, right? Because that's how they make you feel. Like, why are they making yeah. me try all these different things? Obviously, I'm not hitting it, and that just builds your stress. And like, right. the longer it goes, you start freaking out. They're never gonna use it. Fuck, I suck. But that's why it's that's a great director to come in and just make you feel comfortable and tell you, look, these fucktards are gonna make you do it a lot more, but we're good. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it and he did it with a sense of humor and stuff, which is which is huge, I think, for directors, especially commercial directors. Uh, because you know, other guys I mean, there's the guys who are about the clients and, and, and the producers and not about the actors. So they put it all on you. You know, you're fucking this up. Why can't you fucking do this? That sort of thing. Um, I mean, I've had commercials, you know, where that happened. Like, 
the commercial, uh, you know, and, and so often I'll get a commercial gig because I ad lib something or do something in the audition that makes what they wrote, which isn't very good, better. But then they get on the set and they have their thing that they wrote, which sucks, and they want, you know, like I had to do one where I sang a song at a guy while I was picking up takeout, you know? And the song they chose is funny, but it's like creepy for a dude to sing to another dude. And I think it was like, get out of my dreams and get into my car was the thing. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a middle-aged man singing to a very young male person of color who's bringing me food to get out of my dreams and get into my car. And it's, about the, it's supposed to be about the food, but it's really hard not to make that weird. Right, and, yeah, to connect those and two. And creepy. That's, it's, a, it's, that's a Billy, yeah, Ocean, was, Billy Ocean song, by the way. Yes, he's and who is excellent. Um, and it's a song that I love uh, very much, but perhaps they should have chose, you know, his his uh, uh, the going gets tough song or something, something other than get out so of my what dreams, get into my so car did, because yeah, it made it weird. It, yeah. Well, it just it, it they were having so many problems with it trying to get it to work, and 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 the director kept can't can't you do something else with this? Can't you do something else with this? And I'm like. No, I I really can't. I really can't. I mean, I mean, I'm doing exactly what I did in the audition, which is what you hired me for. The when you're seeing it put in front of you, it, it, you realize, oh, this is weird. It's weird for a grown middle-aged man to talk to sing get out of my dreams get into my car to a young man who's bringing him food. It's fucking weird. It's like hard to make that hilarious. Uh, yeah. So your your concept didn't work, and in the end they like scrapped the whole thing, and it's just you heard the song, and it's just a picture of me picking up food. Uh, so what they what they wrote was basically scrapped. Um, but I, it's just the whole time I was like, you want me to you want me to fix something that's unfixable? I mean, I'm, I'm doing my absolute best, but and your when your notes are, can't you do something else with this? It's like, yeah, what? <laughs> What? Well, and honestly, honestly, and you can't say this, right? Because the, the quick fix, I mean, of course, now it definitely could be a guy, guys, okay? Nobody get pissed. But I'm saying the quick fix is like, yeah, let me get this kid fired and put in a girl. You know what I'm saying? And that fixes it so quick. But, you know, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, that takes the gayness out of it. But, like, it still would be creepy. A middle-aged man singing get out of my dreams get into my car to some young lady in fact i bet they decided oh we're gonna go with a dude because if he's singing this to a young server yeah uh, then that's gonna be but it's funny that they thought of that but they so thought of I, that but not the other way it's like it's still bad <laughs> yeah it's just that there was no it was a bad concept i mean there is such a thing as a bad concept and when you're pulling that boulder up the side of the mountain you, you there's only so much you can do yeah Just but I, reconceive but again shit. it's hilarious again because it's like it's i mean it's not they're not the first to do it it's happened people make bad decisions all the time with marketing and shit but think about how many people that idea had to go through right like from the con from conception to we're gonna get to the shoot you know the agency you know all the reps whatever everybody the clients, the talent, every casting, and no one said, you know what, this is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we, it, but like I've been undone by doubting Thomas's in other situations where it wasn't necessary. So it's like, why, why don't you doubt the things that make more sense to doubt rather than doubting, you know, your cast? Like I, I tested for a show and it just took one guy. They, they were gung ho. I was gonna get the part, and just one network executive was like, I don't know, maybe we should go with a name, you know? And that fucked me. That's all it took. That's it. You know. So, so why couldn't they have rethought this commercial before they put it all on my shoulders to make something funny that wasn't yeah. funny? I don't know. I mean, you should have just went with it and made it creepier. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, yeah, you... If like, I, that's like, what I want to tell you. Other, like, can't, can't, can't if you I was on a... Else with it? Oh, yeah, I got one for you. Roll that shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it had been totally different if I was on a, a theatrical show or something. Uh, then I would have just made it super creepy, made everybody laugh, and then we could have figured it out from there. But when you're on a commercial, you're dealing with a whole other set of people who don't have the uh, artist intuition that a lot of people on theatrical yeah. sets uh, have. Uh, so if you if you go creepy, that then they panic. I mean, they will. Oh yeah, panic. You know, you can't, you can't like suddenly start like blow a take by cursing and and being over the top offensive or anything like that because they'll freak out like they've lost control of this actor because they think we're all yeah. nuts. It's uh, which we yeah, are. We are for sure. It's and it's not, interesting you bring that up because it just reminded me like the note I get a lot like when especially when it's like something PG or G or CBS or you know a show that's not edgy is Lombardo, uh, you're getting a little angry. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, it's like they don't, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm an ethnic man. Like, if I get loud, they instantly say I'm angry. And it's so weird, I get that note a lot. Like, oh, Lombardo, you're coming off, you're coming huh. across a little angry. Like, can you yell with a smile? Or, you know, it's just weird. Like, that's, like, that's <laughs> literally what they want. You know what I mean? Like, can, can you get angry? Can you get angrier but look happier? Uh, it's, it's like fuck what? off! Like, what are you talking about? Hey, shut the fuck up! Like, I, I can't. <laughs> there was a. I, I I was talking to an actor who I can't remember what show it was. It was some procedural yeah. show, and and he was doing it. He did the line, and then the script supervisor came up and was like, uh. You, there's a comma in this line, and he was like, "I'm, I'm sorry, what, what?" And she's like, "There's a comma in this," line. and he literally said to her, "So you want me to play the comma?" Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, I want you to play the comma," and he's like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> Oh. Wow. Uh, the proper thing to say, uh, lady, is take a beat there. That's what the director would say, right? Just take a beat. Just, yeah, play the comma. There's a comma there. <laughs> I love it because Christopher, Christopher yeah, but Walken then, probably but then, but then, because, you know, he first thing he does is takes away all the, takes away all the punctuation on his. That's apparently what he does. He gets a script. That, yeah, really? Because you know he's got his own rhythm. The so way he takes away all the punctuation. And just you know that. Well, the way he the way he talks, it sounds like there's nothing but punctuation. I, in his I know, like inappropriate punctuation. <laughs> I know, 
make it this. Place. Like yeah, it but sounds, that's why, because you think about everything's full of deliberate. You know, it's like so. It's like he's like, no, I don't need you, and it makes sense for him to do that. No, hell no, because it's so specific the way he talks. So yeah, last thing you need is some writer telling you how to say it. Like, eh. Yeah, I want to get to a walking level where I just don't get notes. Uh, I just that'd be so cool. Like people are too afraid to give me notes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how dare you, right? And that's the thing. Most of them get hired because he is definitely walking, right? Let's not say we can't. I mean, have you ever heard him do an Irish accent? Fuck no. In other words, he's not a chameleon. He just is who he is, you know? And there's that type of actor. Like, you hire walking for fucking walking, you know? Right. 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 I guess I should have been like, sh- I should develop some sort of... What is the word? Like, idiosyncrasies or something to my to my... Just the way I... I'll just do the same character every time I audition, regardless of what it's That's called. it. Well, that's the thing so I would then, say. I mean, I th- in I other think- words, you just make up a fake character, but make something weird about yourself. You have to be different a little bit, you know? Out there. It's making you unique, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can't just be like every yeah. other fucking yeah. redhead out there, Todd, okay? Yeah, I gotta be different. Like, I'll just... I'll hit myself every now. I'll just <laughs> smack myself in the face. Constantly. Hey, what's up? I'm Todd Anderson. I'm six feet tall. Here are my profiles and never stop hitting myself. So, so uh, like, the, well, that's the guy who smacks himself. Then, but this is what you would get. Uh, excuse me, Todd. Um, that's that. That's not really good for sound. <laughs> Why not? Work around it. Brando... Brando, you just you would shoot around him. He would do what he does, and you figure out how to capture it. So figure this out. <laughs> figure it. That just sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? We've come to the end of our we've come to the end of our therapy right. session, man. Let's end it on that slapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's applause. He, he really is just smacking his face, people. Okay, it's not. As weird as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> On that note, All everybody right. stay well, safe, motherfucker. Yeah, wear your masks. Yeah. Stay away from each wear other. Wear your masks, for real. I can't believe that's a thing. Fuck. What is wrong with people? Oh, Jesus. I don't want to live. I don't, I don't want to live. I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are not like that. I have full faith... That our listeners are 100% into masks. Awesome, brother. I won't accept any other reality. Dude, All right. Awesome, Bye, everybody. Take care. Peace. Oh, we sound happy. Later. <laughs> <laughs>